Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Steel Man podcast. I am Angela Anthony. And I am Faith Ramirez. And today we're going to be talking about abortion, which obviously has been all over the news in the last few months. Uh, Even though we actually decided to talk about this before uh, it became such a uh, something that was covered everywhere. Um, It's just been a crazy last few months for both of us. I got a new job and Faith going through her life changes, like trying to find a new place to live and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm getting kicked out of my place now. <laughs> it really sucks. <laughs> like, my landlord, him and his daughter, they're such assholes. Oh, my God. They're kicking me out. They say, get out of my life. <laughs> I thought we actually were friends before that. I don't, I don't know if you were, actually. <laughs> no, well, we had a great relationship, and now I'm being kicked out. <laughs> okay, well, if that's your side of the story. <laughs> well. <laughs> Go tell it to your new landlord. <laughs> Well, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> okay, anyway, so getting back to the topic. So we're probably going to run through this <laughs> this issue uh, on two, with two broad categories. Uh, the first is the morality and the second is the legal legality of it. Because um, obviously, to, like especially as a libertarian, that's like a very meaningful distinction. Uh, because, you know, I strongly believe that not everything that's immoral necessarily needs to be illegal. In fact, sometimes it's counterproductive and it actually helps people more if some things are legal rather than illegal, even if they're not helpful. Um, like a quick example would just be like the drug war. Like I'm obviously against drug use, but I wouldn't support the drug war. So that's kind of like why we're separating those two things. So um, we're just going to, I guess, start, we'll start with the morality and we'll kind of just run through. We'll start with the pro side and then we will, you know, just run through every point. We might just kind of jump around, uh, but that's okay. We want it to kind of be like an organic conversation. So that way, you know, we, we just kind of genuinely explore these as best as we can. Um, okay, anything to add, Faith, before we start? No? Angela is my landlord. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, not technically. <laughs> well, she's the daughter. <laughs> okay, anyway, so very, very helpful contribution. Thanks, Faith. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with the morality. Let's start with the pro side. So this is a point that you have stated, actually, um that uh is is kind of yeah well i mean okay i guess i'll just set up the point and then you can kind of take it away maybe if you have thoughts about it or maybe you can explain why you agree with this um so uh so so essentially the point is lower socioeconomic status women will get pregnant and not give up the baby anyway why bring a new life into those conditions so and tell me if I'm wrong, but you would kind of argue that, like, this is not a great situation for this baby to come into. Why are we going to bring a new life into those circumstances? Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, um, I think that mostly talks about women that really don't have, you know, anything. I'm not, I don't, I'm not talking really about women that are in, like, low-income situations. Because mm. as long as you have a job, as long as you... Are learning how to work and and you're able to continue you know furthering your career I think it's fine to bring a new life but what about the women that are homeless what about the mm-hmm. women that you know are, are like living in the streets every day or living with like somebody else in a situation where they probably can't get out of you know right so I think that's really what I talk about whenever I say the low income women 
Right. So it's pretty. You're pretty much saying like it's a if if it's a bad situation, like the woman probably should not, you know, bring a new life into that. Is that what you're saying? Like kind of like if it's if she's with an abusive guy or she doesn't have she doesn't have enough money to take care of herself and maybe her existing kids. Yeah, maybe like prostitutes and and right. stuff like that. You know, having to live with with different men and not having their own home or that's actually why you rarely see, you know, homeless women. Like you mostly see homeless men everywhere, but homeless women like they're they're not usually home. I think it is much more rare, yeah. So, but but so it doesn't what? mean that they don't have a home. It doesn't mean that there's not a lot more, or the same amount. So I guess okay. So maybe let's clarify. Like, what exactly would your argument be there? Like, I guess I would say, for me, obviously, I'm someone who's on the and oh, and let's clarify too because this is super important because we're both like definitely on opposite sides of this. I'm definitely pro life, and you're definitely pro choice, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, I think that'll make it super interesting. So that's why I'm kind of asking Faith to, you know, def- like explain and defend this position just because, you know, I'm on the other side. And I think we'll take each uh, point apart. But that's kind of like roughly where we fall. So anyway, um, what were we talking about? Um, I just wanted to make it clear that, like, I'm not making an excuse for women that are making a small amount of money because I think that's normal. And I think right, that's right. fine. And I think having a baby yeah. at that time, although it's not the best decision or the smartest one, it's still okay because you, you're allowed to have your kid and you're allowed to, you know, go go through life and and um, further your career and, and become successful. So, okay. So, let's kind of clarify. Do you think those women who are in the bad situations should have an abortion or they should be allowed to choose like what exactly are you they should be allowed to choose uh-huh okay okay so that's the first argument um anything to add to that because i don't want to like read like pretty much my argument that's going to be against these moral questions is going to be essentially the same argument every time which i guess maybe i'll state it now and i don't want to restate it after every point but like, I guess I'll just state it once and then I'll kind of like we can kind of revisit it. But pretty much in a nutshell, I think that the argument would be that actually there's a few. But the first is that if a woman is not in a position where she thinks she should be having a baby, maybe she's in a bad situation. Maybe her husband or her boyfriend is not a good dude or whatever. And or she's just in a bad situation. Then she needs to have taken responsibility to not get pregnant. You know, and and actually, this is like a, an issue of of abortion. Obviously, this is like the side that women have to deal with. But like in my eyes, if a guy is just like you know reckless and he gets a girl pregnant, he should be seriously responsible for child support for as long as you know as long as that's necessary until the child's eighteen. So I think both parents need to take responsibility. And if you're not ready to be in that position where you want to pay, you know, however many hundreds of dollars it is a month, you should not be sleeping around. And same for the woman. If you don't have the, the situation right now where you can take care of a baby, you you know, you shouldn't be sleeping around, <laughs> you know? So that's, like, the first side. Like, you, you need to take responsibility for yourself because just because you're being reckless doesn't mean that you can have whatever... Con- you can be consequence-free, essentially, is the argument. Um, and then the other argument would be, like... And this is the crux, I think, of the pro-life, you know, arguments, which is that... Um, which is that just because you know a, a a human is inconvenient doesn't mean we have the right to take their life 
And so, you know, obviously we'll get to this, but, you know, like, and there's a whole, there's a whole lot that we'll get to when it comes to the morality side, but essentially like, just because, you know, maybe you have, like, to me, there's not a meaningful distinction between having a toddler that's inconvenient or an unborn baby. It's not, I don't, I don't see the distinction. So that's kind of like the two points. And again, I don't want to keep reiterating those every single time we make a point. I'll just, you know, maybe like there's something that'll be added for each point. Do you have any responses to those two arguments? I would say that um, another one thing that people bring up all the time, people talk about it, but it's not that important. Um, It doesn't seem as important. But but men really, certain men, really don't take responsibility and and it doesn't matter what systems are made up of the child support or whatever it's not the way people make it out to be a man can go to his job and ask to be paid under the table and or or work under the table like construction and all those little jobs that make actually good money that they end up you know um paying you without showing the government and and then you can take proof like okay i'm not making any money like i can't help with the baby so what the baby doesn't eat so so in those situations i would argue that the the baby should be given up for adoption but should have been given up for adoption yeah but but where's the baby worst case like the baby is not gonna be a baby for long that about a toddler that loves their mother, but, if, but the if, mother if, can't provide. Okay, she shouldn't have the baby then. She should have given it up for adoption. And she should give it up for adoption. Yeah, but what happens whenever they go up for adoption? Like, how often do people... You know how many parents need babies? Like, I should have looked up the stats, but there's, like, an obscene amount of parents looking for newborns, you know? I don't know. I feel... I, I feel like, why look for newborns if there's foster children? That's how I feel. But that's not how every parent feels. Some parents that have fertility problems want to be able to have a newborn. And that's understandable. You want to have that connection with a kid from when they're, you know, first born. You know, you want to have that connection from when they're a tiny baby. Like, that's understandable. So the, I'm just saying that, you know, you can, we can argue the morality of, like, adoption and whatever later. But, like, I'm just saying, like, there is a huge number of people that do want babies. You know? I just feel like I don't think that that's huge enough given the fact that it's not like it's not very common to hear that okay well this girl was having a baby and she decided to give it to this person specifically someone that she knew instead of just giving it up to an unknown adoption do you know what i'm saying but like, why does it have to be someone they do because because you if, feel more comfortable having the baby y- yeah but know. also what i mean is like is you say that it's so common you know no it's it, common for people to want that's babies. what i'm saying it's common yeah. for people to want a baby but wh- why is it almost never common, like, for two people in that situation? It's it's a lot more common for people to not want their baby. Do you get what I'm saying? It, I, I feel like... Right, and they don't give them up, though. They just keep them, and then they, you know, do a shitty job in raising the kid, I would say. Maybe, you know? Yeah, I'm not... Like, I'm if, not you're, sure. if you're doing drugs all the time, you should not be having the kid in your... Like, you should take responsibility. Like, listen, I'm a libertarian. You do what you want. Like, you do whatever drugs you want. But you cannot have a child in the house when you do that. And if you do, that's like... To me, that's negligence. That's like a horrific thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's... Criminally, you should be liable. You see what I'm saying? And you should be prosecuted probably for, like, 
but it, not taking responsibility. I, I feel like and taking care of your kid. I feel like that's something that has got to be one of the scariest things ever, because and and it's actually like I've actually known somebody that that um had gave their child up for adoption. And she she often like looked back like wondering like it's just crazy knowing that there's mm. somebody out there yeah that that that's your child but you don't know anything about their life. Absolutely and how did she anything. feel about it? She regretted it. She felt. What did she wish she had done? Kept the baby. She tried her hardest to always convince herself that the baby's in a better situation. But no matter what, it's always in the back of her mind that it's not because because of the fact that she just doesn't know. But had she kept the baby, the baby would have been living under terrible circumstances, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still so much pain on her not knowing what's going on with the baby. So would okay obviously we're talking about abortion do you think it would have been better for her to take the life of that baby rather than have the baby living somewhere else and quote unquote a better situation I don't know. who knows if it's better who knows if it's not yeah i don't know i, I know it's probably something i couldn't take if i truly wasn't ready for a baby and i chose to have an abortion i would be a lot happier with that decision than to give my baby to somebody else. What happens okay, if you find so, out yeah. that the baby has had a horrific life? What happens if you find out that these people that you gave it up to adoption, gave the baby up for adoption to, planned to put it in sex trafficking? You know, like, what what happens if the baby, like... Okay. It's so just, okay. It is a so scary you're you're, you're basically arguing that like the worst conceivable, the worst conceivable situation for that baby to wind up in is possible that they're gonna wind up in, right? Mm-hmm. So you're arguing, and let's get straight to the point. You're arguing it would be better that that person is dead rather than alive to live through those circumstances. That's think, what the argument is. I think that. I think that the number one topic about abortion, like worldwide is the topic that you always bring up like what is the what how do you say it what is the the point where the baby's oh um uh shoot viability right where the baby's able to survive outside of the womb is that what you're talking about no no um where does it become a living thing uh-huh like like where like when do you determine where the the you know what I'm talking? About? What do you mean? Like, uh, I'm not sure that there's a word for that because that's kind of the point of this argument. Yeah, well, because, where do you determine argue, where the baby becomes an actual baby, becomes actual like living being? You know, when is it okay to take away the life yeah. of something growing? That's kind of the that, but that, that that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of the point of the argument. People that are pro-life would say it's a life at conception. People that are pro-choice might say, you know, yeah, that may be, quote-unquote, a life, but is it a human in a meaningful sense, you know? Yeah, and I think that I think that whenever the baby is just forming, it, I think that it's no different than an egg in a mother 
mother's womb, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like what about Which all I the understand. eggs? What yeah. about all the eggs that the mother's not having? Yeah, I understand. And, and I think that, like, that that's kind of... I, I do understand that argument. Like, it, you know, it's like it, to argue that, like, a few cells that just started, you know reproducing and dividing and stuff like that like it's kind of difficult to conceive of that as an actual baby and i i have sympathy for that argument but where it runs into trouble for me is when okay we start defining where the line is yeah and to me it made the most sense when i was in high school i would always hear the line being viability you know and that to me makes sense but now what's so concerning is that nobody agrees on anything nobody agrees on where the line is and that's why it's so scary as a pro-life person because, like, I don't want to be, like, you know, like, in New York, they have, they just passed a bill, you know, last year or whatever. That you can essentially have abortions up to birth, I believe, or something like that. I don't and that's, that's literally that. horrifying. Yeah. Like, okay, so four seconds before their head would have exited the birth canal, you're still, you're allowed to kill that baby? Like, that's a fully formed baby. You see what I'm saying? Like, okay, but but if you're pro-life, I mean, if you're pro-choice, what's the problem with that? No, I, I think that... I think that 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 is an, a big issue. I don't think that it's okay to have a fully formed baby inside of you and, and you're able to take the life of that baby. And and maybe, you know, it's not a living being yet, but it is fully formed. You know, it, it's it's ready. It's towards the end stages. Yeah. Like, I think maybe towards the beginning, you have time. You should have time as a woman to decide whether or not you're able to take on these responsibilities and you're able to give this baby a good life. And, and yeah, on some of the rare rare occasions where you meet someone that you know that you probably love that wants a baby and you decide, okay, it's okay for me to give you this baby, then I think that you should carry out the the um the birth and and, and give the baby up for adoption. But for the most part, I think that in the beginning, you should have a choice because... Okay, so you said that you don't think it's good to have it until point of birth, right? So where would the line be for you? I would say, what's it at now, like 11 weeks? No, it's totally different in every state. And that's the point of Roe. A lot of people have a misunderstanding of Roe, like what actually happened. It's not that abortion is now illegal. It's that Roe essentially made it... Roe was the Supreme Court decision initially that said that you that each individual state is not allowed to completely outlaw abortion. So you have to allow abortion. I, I don't I forget what exactly I think there was two cases, Roe and Casey, that they set like a minimum established like you are not allowed to uh you're not allowed to eliminate all access to abortion, essentially. Like you have to allow it at least somewhat. And I forget exactly what the you know, the details of that were. But the point is now that Roe is overturned, a state can completely outlaw abortion if they want to. And I was hearing, I was listening to, you know, a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that. There are a few states now, I believe, that effectively have it illegal, have abortion illegal. But the thing is that the the abortions there are so rare anyway. Like, they had such few abortions, like, in the whole state anyway, that it essentially didn't matter. So it was more like the culture of the state nobody had an abortion anyway. So it's like the states that outlaw abortion are the states that like aren't going to have that many abortions anyway. So the people that are living in blue states, you know, or purple states or like these big, you know, states with big cities and stuff like that, they're probably still going to have, you know, pl- like plentiful access to abortion just like before. Yeah. Nothing, nothing will really change, you know? So uh, so again, um, w- where's the line for you? I would say it's about 11 weeks. 
Why? Because it's a... I think every woman needs the time to decide. And within the first... You don't immediately know. Uh-huh. If you were able to immediately know, I would say five weeks, you know? Uh-huh. But but you're not able to. And, and you still should have that choice if you find out late, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think about 11 weeks is okay. Okay. So... Okay. So if you say 11 weeks, so does that mean that you feel that before 11 weeks it's not meaningfully developed to the point where it can mean something i feel like it has a heartbeat and i feel like it is developing to be a baby but i don't feel like it it has a and and this is obviously a like a very sensitive topic a lot of people have different um opinions on it but i i feel like if the baby has not come out if the baby has not formed its own own life yet it doesn't have like it it hasn't it's a weird like topic but like just like has it been given a soul yet you know, does the baby so, have but then why, memories? Does the baby have feelings? So why would you not be okay with abortion up to point of birth then? Because I feel like once the baby has come out, it has a soul. And it has memories. Yeah, but what has, about, what if the baby's still in the womb? If you're saying that it's, and again, this is kind of like a tangential thing. But if, if it quote unquote doesn't have a soul until it leaves the body, what if you kill the baby inside the body three minutes before it was about to be born? Because I feel like towards the end, you know, we don't know. We, like, towards the end, once it's... But you think at 12 weeks? What, like, it's not okay at 12 weeks? I mean, but the baby's still forming. Okay, so why is not? Why is it not okay? Because, I'm just the, once, see... because once the baby is fully formed, like, I, I think that becomes a lot scarier. But is it fully formed at 12 weeks? No. Nowhere close. So I'm saying... You would not support abortion at 12 weeks, or you would? Um, I don't think that you should get too far. Like, I think as soon as you... Why, though? Because also, I think that there should be a limit. You know? Why? You should be forced to make your decision. Why faster. Why should there be a limit? Because, because it's not okay to wait till the end. It's why, though? Because the baby is... Starting to like grow more and more every day. Yeah. And so what so if, what, what if, what if the baby feels something? Once once it's kicking and stuff, the baby is feeling stuff. You know. Right. So so what I'm trying to get to is kind of like to really understand, you know, your argument and where your line is. Because again, as someone who's pro life, I would say that you, it's difficult to justify these lines. Yeah, and what I'm trying to do is is show how difficult it is to establish it, and to even have a good reason. And people are gonna sit here. You could have twelve, you know, you could have a hundred pro life people sitting right here, and you'd have a hundred different opinions about when abortion should be legal and when it shouldn't be, for a hundred different reasons. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's really difficult to like yeah, even define that at all. It's difficult because most people, you know, I mean, you can't make that decision. Nobody knows. But whenever it's still forming, it's like, there's, n- like, 
it's still, I don't know, it's still for Like, for example, in the morning, you crack an egg, and that's, like, a baby. Like, it's it's a it's going to be a bird, you know? Or no, no, they're, they're actually unfertilized. Eggs are unfertilized, like, when you eat them. What do you mean? Like, they, they would collect the, like, the... The, the eggs that are collected for us to eat are unfertilized eggs. So that means that the rooster didn't, like, fertilize the eggs. Like, we're not eating what would have been a baby chicken. You see what I'm saying? But but had they have been fertilized... Had they been fertilized, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that could potentially be a baby, you know? But it's okay because because it's it's not a baby, you know? It's just... It's just the... <coughs> uh, <coughs> it's just yolk and and eggs, you know. So I mean, I, I think that's okay. Like I think that's, but let's say if the if whenever you crack it towards the end, like even if you don't, I'm not saying like eating it. I'm just saying like if you crack it towards the end, like you're killing the baby that's already formed, you know. Like I don't think it's okay to kill anything that's formed. But I think you should have a choice towards the beginning as a woman that's going to be forced to take care of the baby. Okay, so I think it would be good to jump to our second point because I feel that we are kind of like restating our points, which is good because this is kind of like, again, the crux of the issue. And I think this is where like, you know, we're going to have to kind of drill down on this. Um, but, But so I think the next point is about rape and incest, right? So this kind of hits on, you know, that topic um that you just brought up um but essentially okay so the next point is should women be forced to carry the children of their rapists you know isn't that super traumatic you know so uh and that's like a pretty clear argument that's pretty that's obviously a pretty powerful argument the the only thing about this is that i think that that is obviously an edge case like the vast majority of women who have abortions were not raped it was not a case of incest and so I think that it's kind of a, a like it's like a sleight of hand when people who um, when people who support abortion, you know, try to say, oh, well, what about rape and incest? OK, but what about the ninety nine point nine percent of cases that are not about rape and incest? Well, like it's a totally separate issue. Now, I, I, the only reason I am bringing this up, though, is because it is an important topic and we should address it because it's such a commonly addressed point. But so so let's kind of get into it. Um, should women be forced to carry? The rapist to term. Now, this is going to, you know, th- this is the pro-life argument. Now, I'm not married to this idea. But I, as a pro-life person, I would say the answer is yes. Because you can take that child, again, you always have the option to give a baby up for, for, uh, abor- uh, for adoption. Like, you never, you're never forced to raise a child. That's not something that the state does. Like, you have to keep this baby and you have to whatever. It, you always have the option of giving a kid away. That's always an option. Now, as, again, somebody who is pro-life, I would say I know personally, I have known many women who regret abortions. Now, if you have the, the, the trauma of the rape, you know, as one thing, and then you have the possible added trauma later on of, like, possibly killing your own child, that, like, that's, so you might just be adding trauma to trauma, you know? And I can't imagine what it would be like for nine months to carry, like, and be reminded every single day of what happened to you. I can't imagine that. But I also can't, like, but the reality is that, like, horrific things happen, you know, and people have to live with these things, you know, and to me, killing the baby wouldn't, it's not going to magically erase what happened to you, you know, so 
and and I I don't really like you know I I'm not a huge fan of the argument like oh the baby's innocent whatever it's like it's not about innocence or non innocence it's about like should we be allowed to take another being's life you know like under any circumstances so anyway that's kind of the I don't know what your thoughts are but again to me it's like you might just be adding trauma to trauma so the argument of trauma you might be doubling the trauma by killing the baby subsequently. You see what I'm saying? I don't think it's our um I don't think it's our decision whether or not, you know. Yeah, and like I said, like, this is really like, dicey for it, me. It's up to the woman if if she feels like she's adding trauma to trauma. Like she's making the choice. Nobody's forcing her to do anything. What if it's traumatic to carry the baby for nine months? Yeah. So I, I think it probably she, would be. Even yeah. if you want to keep the baby, it's probably traumatic for the first nine months. That's what I'm saying. So how is it, you know, like, we can't try to protect her from more trauma from herself, you know? Right. If what she wants is to get rid of the baby, then I think that that's what... And, and, and remember, we're in the morality side of it. So I'm strictly arguing, like, is it, as a general rule, if, like, women who are in these situations, you know, ask, like, what is the best thing for me to do? I would tell them, like, look, you can always give the baby up, but, like, what if you come to regret the abortion? Which a lot of women do. A lot of women regret abortions. You see what I'm saying? So, But I don't know. Like, it's not, it's not like I would be sitting there telling her, you're going to regret your abortion. I, I would never have the audacity to say that. That's wild. Yeah, you see because what I'm saying? I feel like I would that's just not say, really like, the would... best argument because it it's not our decision, you know? It's not up to us who, if if you regret it, that that's... That was your choice. Nobody And again, you. I'm not saying... What if yeah, she legally. regrets yeah. having the baby? What if the rest of her life she's tormented by the fact that like her baby friend. is out there? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how how's that up to us? Okay, but I would say, again, the pro-life argument would be you don't have the right to take that child's life. Regardless, even if you're the mother, you don't have a right... Like. For example, if there's a two-year-old, we don't say, oh, the, if a mother killed her two-year-old, we don't be like, oh, well, she was the mother, she had the right... No, but I think that the way your the way your mother um view I don't know how to really explain it, but the way your mother feels about you as a child really does affect a child's life for sure. So, if like like I th- I often think about that girl that was given up for adoption. Like I've never seen a picture of her. I don't know who she is, what she, where she is, how old she is. She should be maybe seven, eight, or maybe nine right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I know I just said a whole bunch of different ages, but I mean nine because it's been two years. (laughs) Right, right. No, but, uh, (laughs) like... what happens, you know, like, what's she doing? How is she doing? Is she having a good life? Did she have a bad life? Does she constantly think about how her mother gave her up? Does she... Does she even in? know? Maybe she doesn't even know. I'm sure she does. A yeah. lot of kids don't know. They're adopted. Most kids do. know. But, um... Uh, you were adopted, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you and your brother. Did you guys know? <laughs> no, but um, but what about when she grows up and then realizes that 
Her mother okay, had other children. So, okay, but, but I, I, again, I feel like you're kind of, like, and not intentionally, but I think you're kind of using euphemistic language. Like, what you're really arguing is that person, you're making a value judgment, that person would have been better off dead. And I think that how can we say that? How can anyone say that? That's pretty audacious. I I would say that... Like, that's pretty... To me, in the that's, beginning, that's what's really I w- fucked up. I would say in the beginning stages of of um, an abortion, like whenever... In the beginning stages of a pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know, you have that time to make a decision on what you want to do. As a woman that's going to have a baby, you can decide to... Yeah, Yeah. kill the baby because the baby is not fully formed. And I appreciate that you're using that language because that's really what what is happening. Because that's really important. I think we've spoke about it before, but the way I view it is that there's no way that you can stop a soul from living. That's the way I I see it. Like, how is it possible that I'm here today? How is it possible that you're here today? Just the biggest odds in the world? Like, uh, yeah, actually, I do believe that. I don't. I think that everybody has an opportunity to live. And, and Meaning what? Like, every single soul in the world. You think like, if, if someone's killed in an abortion, they come back, come back somewhere else? Yeah. Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of, you know, totally different territory. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like a spiritual type of thing. That's like a spiritual thing, but I do, I do believe that. I do believe that, like, so you're never going to be able to live? So where are you? You know? Then you never existed. Well, what about people that then don't believe you don't that you have a second chance? What, what if you don't believe you have a second chance? You know? Well, then they're like, how are you affected by it at all? What do you mean? Like, you don't exist. How are you affected by it at all? If okay. you don't exist. Okay, but... You're not, right. You never felt pain. You never felt emotion. You, you, you just never existed in, in the world. You've never had a soul. You're not a dead soul. Like, you're. it's just there, there's nothing there. So, it's okay to take the potential away. I mean, what about the baby? Again, yeah, I think just it is. a few minutes I, away from being born. I think it is okay to take the potential away. And that so might what about, sound so really, what about up until what point, though? Like I told you, I think when, when the baby is still forming. Once the baby has fully formed, I do think, you know... Maybe it doesn't fully form, I think, until, like, 30-something weeks. So yeah, so I think... Until 30-something weeks, that's okay? No, I think until 11 weeks. Because you shouldn't carry out... So it's out, not until they're fully you shouldn't. You shouldn't allow a baby to to keep forming if what you want is to get rid of the baby. Like, I, I just think that that's also... But like, you said until it's fully formed. It's not fully formed until 30-something weeks. Well, then, yeah, I think it's also okay, too, then. But, so you do think it's okay until 30 Yeah, but I do okay. think that there should be some kind of limit. Like, okay. there should be, okay, 11 weeks, you don't you realize get... realize pregnancy is 40 weeks, so 30-something weeks is almost up until 9 months. 11 weeks is like two, two and a half months? Yeah. Yeah, I think That's within... That's the first two, trimester. I think within... Um, but you just said that you think it's okay until almost 9 months. Yeah, but I don't think that you should just do it whenever you want. I think that also you should... <coughs> You should have a limit on it. I'm not saying that... So wait, should women be allowed up until the 30-something weeks? Or should be an no, earlier I think, limit? An earlier limit. I think there should be an earlier limit. Because okay. there has to be a limit. There has to be a limit no matter what. Okay. And we're not going to make the limit, like, before... I mean, until, like, the last pinky is made, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I, right, I think right. that there should be a, a very early limit. Yeah. 
You know, like maybe there could be an extension if you didn't find out. Right. But you you shouldn't be allowed for for over yeah. two months to know about it. Yeah. Or think about it, and then. Yeah, and that's that's an argument I've been hearing a lot recently. Yeah. You know, is that so? I I I feel like we're I don't want to keep repeating ourselves because this is what I was worried was going to happen with my arguments. You know, and I feel like you know your arguments are getting repeated just because that's the nature of the conversation. Ultimately, I think that this conversation boils down to a few specific things. You know, um, and that's one of them. So let's jump to the next one, which is birth defects. That's similar to me to the rape and incest argument because, like, you know, if the baby is gonna, I mean, now, I mean, this is kind of a difficult one because if the baby's gonna be suffering, like, there's like some, I think it's maybe called Tay Sachs. That's like a thing that some Jewish babies have. Like, it's a common thing in Jewish um, populations uh, where the baby would be have this severe birth defect where they essentially just suffer until they die very quickly, you know? So, or what if they even just have regular birth defects? You know, things like Down syndrome or just, you know, regular things like that. Or, like, maybe they have a deformity or whatever. So, um, again, I would argue, who are we to stand in judgment what the quality of that person's life is, you know? Now, when it comes to suffering, you know, that your literal 100% chance of death in the first few months of life, and you're just going to be suffering until then, I really don't know. Like, if that's, if it's proper for a pro-life person to argue that that baby should be here. I don't know. But I, I think, just become... I, I become very wary of, like, saying, no, we should kill that baby. Because then you, you uh, uh, then we're opening the door. Like, we could kill other babies for other reasons. That's what's scary to me. What's yeah. scary to me is there's no clear line. That's why I'm so... Like, I, I'm, I feel I'm reluctantly extreme anti-abortion because it's so difficult. And I know where the line goes. I know where these arguments go. You see what I'm saying? Like, the Nazis argued for... You know, eugenics, they thought there was a superior race. You see what I'm saying? They killed homosexuals. They killed, you know, gypsies. They killed, obviously, Jews. Like, they killed, you know, uh, certain religious groups like Jehovah's Witnesses. You see what I'm saying? Like, they they were basically arguing that their way of life was better and they have a right to genocide. You see what I'm saying? And obviously, you know, talking about abortion, it's like, it's not one and the other. I don't think abortion is the gateway to genocide, but, like, in some sense where are these lines like can these things like escalate like are we arguing for eugenics you see what i'm saying and eugenics is like when you're trying to design like a better healthier race or or, or humanity you understand what i'm saying yeah i think um i think at that point it is the choice of the mother again whether or not she decides to give birth um to a baby that will suffer yeah you know that, because that feel, yeah. because also you know what if i get god forbid what yeah. if i get into a huge car accident and i'm not able to speak or walk or talk i'm just able to lay there and right yeah. but i can be kept alive right right but is I that a meaningful life yeah, yeah like please kill me right you know and like, some people feel that way yeah and, and some people want to be propped like, up but but how do you know that who wants to be propped up they would say it before obviously I don't know. I wouldn't. Like, you want to sit there and not, like... You know you know how crazy people go in, in, in solitary? Yeah. You know? Like, it just in, in that alone, it's like... You can say all you want, but is everybody going to visit me every day? Right, you know? right, right. Am I going to have the same life? Like, right. as crazy as it sounds, if I tell you right now, hey, you know, if something happens to me, I want to be alive. And then tomorrow, something happens to me. And then you say, well, she told me the day before she wants to be alive. 
and he propped me up in some hospital room. Then they eventually, everybody's visiting, and they eventually bring me here or whatever, and then you're often visiting. But then what about while you're at work? Yeah. What about while Alex is at work? What about when, you know, Yeah. somebody else realizes, hey, listen, you know, maybe the person I was in a relationship realizes, okay, like, there's not really a future anymore. Right. You know? And then eventually moves on, and then and then you eventually move out, and and then Alex is not able to take care of me, and then maybe you know whatever, I go to my sisters, you know, and my sister, but my sister has her own life, my yeah. sister has her own kids, everybody moves on with their life. As sad as it is, they don't stay in one spot, no matter how comforting that is for you. But this is kind of like adults that have this, not babies. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just explaining it to you that it, there's no way of like that's no way of living. Even if you're as a child and you you like grow up and you're still sick, you know you're still suffering every single day. So and that so and then you have nobody but your direct family to take care of you. So the mother has to take care of every little thing. But what if she gets tired of it? What if she can't do it? What if there's... What if it, like... What do you mean? If you're an adult and that happens? No, if you're... If you're a baby. If you're a baby. And again, you're a toddler. But, but again, it, it keeps coming to that, you know? Like, uh, again, there's always adoption. You, you never are forced to raise but, a child. But who, you're never forced ma- to raise a child. How many times is it... Like, how many times do people adopt babies with some kind of... Illnesses or sickness. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah, but... That but, never happens. Yeah, Nobody you're says, right. You're totally right. I want a baby with Down syndrome, you know? Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there, but probably... I don't think Very so. rare. I don't I, don't I mean, think... I know a couple that, like, adopted a, a little girl come to find out she had a severe, you know, illness and How they could have taken she? her back. No, she was a baby. You see what I'm saying? But I think that's a little bit different whenever, you know... Like, granted, they didn't, didn't know about they it, and know, then you yeah. start to get feelings exactly. for the baby. Exactly, yeah. like, I think that's a lot different than saying, okay, yeah. I'm going to get a baby that I knowingly have. Like, right, right, right. That has You're right, that is different. And it's totally. going to have a very difficult life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they don't have the opportunity to, like, get to know other, like, for people to get to know them. Or get to st- start to begin to have feelings for them, you know? Yeah. So, again... Again, just to reiterate, again, don't want to keep repeating myself, but it comes to the same argument. I think it's audacious beyond belief for us to say that that baby would have been better off dead. You know, that essentially is the crux of my argument. So, and I think you kind of repeated, you know, your same argument, which again, it's I think it's unavoidable. But at least I want to bring up these, you know, all these points so we can at least discuss them to see if there's anything new we can bring up. You yeah. know, um, the next one is life of the mother, which is what super. We talk about oh, life of the mother. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. no, yeah, yeah. That's that's like essentially if the mother's life is in danger, uh, should you know should she be able to have an abortion? That is, I think, to me, a super clear place. That's actually the only place where automatically i say yes of course she should be able to have an abortion because it's it's essentially the baby's versus her life you see what i'm saying and i think that her life as a as an existing adult already has preeminence over the life of the baby just because like you, you never know what can happen you know with the baby or whatever and she's a fully formed human already and the baby's like just you know who could who knows what could happen with that so like I guess that's the only place where I'm automatically, and I think most pro-life people would say yes, a hundred percent. She should have 
she should have the ability because that's really a personal choice between you know like do you want to sacrifice your life potentially for your child or do you you know do you want to save your own life like that's where your life is literally in danger but i i don't like i mean obviously i agree with that but my thing is why is it like so clear for that because but then why her life is in danger yeah but you said her life would be completely over correct what yeah, if, she'd be what dead. If, she'd be dead. Yeah, but what about after having a baby and being constantly traumatized, thinking that your baby is somewhere out there if you put it up for adoption, or having to sit there with the baby and your life is over because you have a completely different life. Now. I think that, that, that now we're using euphemistic language. I think that's euphemistic language, equating one with being dead and one with having struggles now with having a baby. That's that. Those are completely different things. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. So, like, you know, it, it's... Like, I don't buy that at all, that your life is over because you have a baby that you're struggling to support. That's not equivalent to your life being over in any meaningful sense. Does that make sense? I think that whenever, you know, something so traumatic is happening and you have to, like... And I'm not saying it's a good life, though. I'm not saying that, that like, oh, that woman you know, should stop if, complaining. What no, if, maybe she's having a genuinely difficult time, and I g- agree with that. But it's but not the same as her being dead. what if she's not ever able to get over it? You know, what if, what if she, she lives the rest of her life suffering emotionally? You know, like, I think that we, just because, you know, it's, no one's able to see it, doesn't mean that it's not happening. So how is it okay for for us to say, okay, well, we don't want the baby to suffer. We don't want this person to suffer. We don't want that to suffer. But it, it's okay for a woman to emotionally suffer because there's a possibility of her getting better or because it's something that we don't think that she should be this, you know, destroyed by. I just feel like it's not up to us. But again, that's what I would say, too, is that, like, you know, you have a responsibility. Everyone has a responsibility in their life to uh, essentially... Like, you have to figure out the best... Nobody... Like, you're not guaranteed happiness. You know? Like, no one is promising you... Like, in fact, like, I think that's kind of a major argument, maybe, that people make on the pro-abortion side. Like, we should be able to do whatever we want. We should be able to have sex, like, with whoever, having absolutely no consequences. You see what I'm saying? And having a baby is a major inconvenience. Like, that is so radically different from how humans have seen you know, having sex, first of all, and having babies, second of all. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's such a dramatic, almost like a nihilistic shift. It's like a, a very negative shift that we have see- started seeing, you know, sex as totally consequence-free, which actually is a result of birth control. That's a major consequence of birth control. And second of all, we think that, like, uh, what was the what, what was have Have consequence-free sex. Oh, and that having a baby is an inconvenience. That's fucking wild. How is having a baby an inconvenience? Throughout human history, that's been like the crowning achievement of a person's life is to have a child. And now we see it as an inconvenience. Or as something that's... what I don't think that it's seen as an inconvenience. I I just think that... I think that it's still the same way it was for everybody else. You know, like, I think it's the same. But I think that there's certain situations and, and certain women that should be able to choose. Now, now... If but why why are they okay th- th- and this is the point at the end of the day why are they going to be able to choose because if they even have to question 
whether or not they want to have a baby. Because it's inconvenient, right? And this is what I'm arguing. The question of abortion is about inconvenience. And because I think it's that's, not, it's that's not morally abhorrent. It's that's going to be happy. I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of women that are today probably having sex with whatever amount of people and are probably somebody that's having abortion right now will someday maybe get pregnant again and say, okay, I think now I'm ready. You know, I don't think that if so, because so before it would have been inconvenient. That's ultimately the argument, right? Yeah. Oh, and the other side too, right? So the inconvenience for the mother. Now the other side would be for the baby that maybe the baby wouldn't quote unquote have a happy life. Right. Is that kind of the argument? Yeah. If, if, so if there's yeah. no if if from the beginning someone doesn't want the baby, you know how can yeah. that baby even have a happy life? So and so yeah, I would adoption say, is you know something, but then also I'd say I don't think that it's as common as a woman not wanting to have a baby. So I would say regarding the happiness thing that first of all happiness is not the point of life, and I think that's another symptom. Of the sickness of our culture that we believe happiness is the point of life. Because I think it's absolutely not. And second of all, again, coming back to the same argument. Who are we to say that about another person's life? You'd be better off dead because I judge that your life, you know, essentially was wasted and unhappy. How the fuck dare I, honestly, to say that about anyone? And I think that's kind of like why I feel like morally indignant about that. Because like, you know, you can make an argument looking at almost anyone's life well maybe this person would be better off not have been born because look at how much they suffered look at how much they are suffering and i say that's not the point of life you know so what is the point of life what for damn sure it's not happiness i think to me the point of life is to for essentially for us to now obviously i'm a christian i believe it's to glorify god but what does that mean practically i think that means to build relationships with others to build God's kingdom, right? Like, what does that mean? Like, to actually love people, help people. If there is suffering, help alleviate that suffering. Take responsibility. Alleviate, again, alleviate suffering. Build something. Look at, like, all the things that we have. Like, look around us. Like, look, look at that bookshelf. Look at those books. Like, you know, the TV, you know, a gaming console. Whatever. Like, look, even these cans of soda. Like, what is this marvel? Like, can you imagine having these things? Like... Look at, like, the people, the, the vast majority of people throughout human history have not had access to these insane things. But it's because people worked their ass off. They took responsibility. They were, they were creative. They did these things. They built things. To me, the meaning of life is to, like, create these things. It's to, like, it's not these physical things. But, like, to build things. To, like, work together. To care for one another. To love one another. To, like, build a better life. Can I ask you a question? So, I, I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whenever you feel that you've done that like when you feel like you've spread the word of god and if you feel when you feel like you've connected with another person and and really like you know the stuff you just said like if you if you once you feel like you've done that when like and i don't mean like done that and it's over i mean like once you've done that and then you're gonna do it again do you feel happiness Fuck yeah. There is literally nothing so in then, the world that's more... No, no, but it's not about that. I don't pursue happiness directly. You cannot achieve happiness by pursuing it directly. You see what I'm saying? You achieve happiness only by taking responsibility and only by shouldering the most possible burden that you possibly can. But I just, I just feel like if 
like I mean how's that like not living a life of happiness you know like like you're not gonna nobody's gonna be like nobody's gonna spread the word of God if they hate doing it you know and it's actually making them suffer because that's all they have to do. You know, like people need to do it by choice. People need to to figure it out on their own. People need to find the happiness in it in order for them to do it. And to be honest, if they're not happy... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. But I'm not understanding your argument. Like, what, what? okay, what point of mine are you addressing? Okay, so, like, let's say that... Obviously, you um, are very happy, you know, spreading the word of God and um, connecting with other people. Let's, let's say that there's somebody that has not yet got to that point and is very unhappy doing it, but think, but thinks the way you do and says, well, this is the way of life. How's that okay? You know? Wait, wait, wait. Say it again? So, so if, if someone else has the same goal as me. Yes. But uh-huh. doesn't feel happy when they're doing it. That I think they still have a responsibility to do it. And it's it, it's irrelevant. The happiness is irrelevant. Happiness is, I think, oftentimes a good result that follows it. But it's not... It's irrelevant. And, and my only point in saying this is because I think that... Again, I was trying to point out that our culture is sick. Very, very sick. And the fact that we think happiness is the point of life is a symptom of that sickness. And if we see that a person is not, quote unquote, happy in their life, we deem it unworthy, you know, or something lesser than, I think that's a symptom that we are very sick and that we don't have our priorities correct. I would does that, say... Does that make sense what I'm saying? But my argument, like... Yes, yes, It's not it like... Like, I'm not bringing it up, oh, happiness is that and the other. I'm just saying, like, throughout human history, we have not conceived of happiness as the highest goal. In fact, the most profound thinkers... And the most important, you know, thinkers and like the, the 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 things that undergird the major religions in the world and like the major cultures of the world have all recognized that we cannot pursue happiness as the as the goal because if you pursue happiness as the goal, you're gonna sit on your couch all day masturbating. You see what I'm saying? Spending your money on booze, doing coke. You see what I'm saying? Oh, sorry, just whatever. Um, you're gonna do your, you know, all your bullshit. That's gonna your life is gonna be wasted. You're not gonna do anything meaningful in your life. You, I, you see what I'm saying? I don't think that's true. I would if you pursue happiness as your first goal, as I, your primary goal. Yeah, I I don't agree. I I feel like yeah, maybe certain people will do that. Certain people will say okay, but but I know at the end of the day, like you're never gonna be happy. With all the booze, all the cocaine, all the okay. Now here, masturbating. Now, but what, but what like, you're saying, I think, is the, the definition of happiness, which I think that uh, the way that I mean happiness, and I think how most people conceive of happiness, is short-term pleasure. You see what I'm saying? Like, maybe but I don't, joy. I don't, I don't think. I, I think so. What also, I'm, I'm, what, it has what, to do with a long-term pleasure. You know? Yeah, that and that's what I would argue. So I, I think that... And I, and I would argue that you get the most long-term pleasure by doing what is morally and ethically required of us, which is taking responsibility. I think that you should, you know, follow the... I, I think that you definitely should follow rules. I don't think that you should just follow happiness at any, you know... Uh, despite anything you know i think that you should remember you can't kill people you can't 
like you can't rape people you can't you, like you can't do whatever makes you happy because mm-hmm. there everybody needs to have morals and, and and rules but i do think that life is about finding happiness finding happiness in the good things to do finding happiness like i think what would make me happy I, I think what I'm doing in life is... Okay, how do I explain this? My goal for the, like, for, for the rest of my life is to be happy, you know? But be happy in what I think would make me the happiest. Like, having kids. Like, getting married. Like, no, I would, I would break those down and say, like, what? Having kids, what do you want to do specifically? I want to, I want to, no, but like before in the last few months you were doing what? The process of having foster kids, right? Yes. So that, but I would break that down because I think you're someone who like, you've thought a lot about maybe these things. And and again, you could tell me if I'm wrong anywhere, but like, I think that you would find a lot of meaning in having kids because like you just have a passion for kids and maybe it was because you grew up in a certain way or whatever, but like you seem to have like a love for like helping kids in maybe difficult situations is that true and yes. maybe to you that brings you a lot of happiness but not everybody's like that you see what i'm saying maybe not everybody has a specific desire to help children which is kind of my point like if you just do everything that makes you feel good in the short term it's gonna be a lot of times watching tv for 12 hours okay then then you, maybe, you understand what i'm yes, trying to say then maybe i change my argument under that circumstance and, and say the goal is for to live a happy life, but on long term happiness. Yeah. With good, I don't yeah. think that it should be a negative happiness. Yeah. A, a bad like. And I would argue that too. I would actually say that is a goal. To me, that's not the first goal, but and that that's like a, a, a definitely a secondary, possibly tertiary goal. To me, the primary goal is doing the right thing, and I think happiness comes as a result. And if we can add happiness to it, so be it. But that to me cannot be the number one goal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Which maybe I think we agree on that. I and think I think I you would argue it too. too yeah. But I, I think that I think that whenever you you know say you have to do it no matter what, like yeah, you have to not rape people. You have to not like kill people. You have to not do all these things. And, like you cannot do those things. You have to follow by those rules. But I don't think that. You have to have kids if you get pregnant. I don't think you have to get married once you've been with your partner for a certain time. I don't think you have to spread the word of God, even if you don't love it. I, I, don't, I, think, that, I think that you should have your choice until you're ready to do what's right. Because there's no way that, like, it's just not, you know, there's nothing good of it. Okay, so I think that we should explore this maybe on another podcast. That would be an interesting topic. So let's maybe table this because I think it's super... Obviously, we we strayed from the topic of abortion. I think it was a good uh, tangent. Mm -hmm. So, But for now, um, I do have to run to jujitsu. So I think maybe we should... Obviously, we're for sure going to need a part two. Who knows how many parts we're going to need for this. (laughs) But I think this is great. Like, just going through each argument you know at our own pace like this is fucking fantastic so um 
and, and just to finish up on the pro uh, argument on the morality, uh, which is an argument you've brought up, you know, multiple times. I think this is integral to, well, not maybe not integral, but a very important point that you kept bringing up. With the last point that we had here was, you know, you don't want to have your child out in the world without you being there, you know, uh, and it might be a, a difficult thing to conceive of having a you know, having your child out there being raised by someone else or whatever. But again, that's something you've brought up. Um, I just wanted to like reiterate, you know, that and just to be clear, that's one of our points. Um, so I thought this was fan fucking fantastic. And especially at the end, we kind of got into more deeper notions, which I think are super important to explore. You know, obviously they're kind of separate from abortion. So maybe we can just add that to our list. Maybe we'll do that topic next or something like that, you know, and, and, um, so maybe we can do that. But next time, we'll probably, we're will probably we going to start with the con side of the morality. And then after we finish, you know, discussing the morality of it, we're going to jump down to the legal, you know, the pros and cons about legality or not, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuance there. So do you have anything else? I thought this was fantastic. No, I thought it was great. And I, I do want to say, like, um, for the last part, I, I want to say that, you know, people that are pro-choice or, or think that it's okay for a woman to make the decision for their own baby and, you know, the, that's affecting their own life. I think that they, that, that doesn't mean, just because we're pro-choice doesn't mean that we don't believe that mm-hmm. it's okay to do this. You know, like, right. like, I don't think it's okay for someone to have 17 abortions. Right, right. I don't think it's okay to wait. It shouldn't be celebrated. Yeah, it, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think it's okay to wait until the baby's almost fully formed and then take the life away. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it's okay to, to, yeah, so essentially, kill, kill the essen- baby. Essentially, like, I, I just... What you're saying right now is how actually the Democrats used to argue it in the 90s or whatever when yeah. it was first being, you know, or, or I forget when they were arguing. But anyway, when it was first being argued, they, their mantra was safe, legal, and rare. And now we've gone so far from yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just feel like, I, I feel like everybody, whenever so you're, they're you're, fighting for the yeah. other side, paints the picture always just black and white. Which I, side? I don't the think... pro-life? The pro-life side? No, I feel like everybody does that. Even okay, pro-choice okay. people. Okay, okay. You know, like I yeah. don't think I don't I don't think you are saying like, oh, fuck the mother. It, do- it doesn't matter if she's right. traumatized. It doesn't matter. Like, right, right. Uh, if she dies, it doesn't matter. Like nobody's fully against anything. I still fully believe that you should find the happiness in having a baby. You know, you should find the happiness in and watching your toddler laugh. But uh, unfortunately, I do think that there is a few times where you should have you know the choice and you should realize that you know it's not up to us yeah but i do think that there should be limits right so again i think you're arguing a much more uh a much more subdued argument which is again kind of that's how it was started you know that that's how these arguments began yeah i'm not just kill the babies it doesn't matter right you're not like you're not like some people now that would say like shout your abortion yeah yeah but to me the only problem i would say is that you start with safe legal and rare and then you wind up inevitably it's impossible for you to not wind up and shout your abortion that's my my issue with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I respect like... your position a lot because to me that is like if you're going to say that abortion's okay, like you should like we should realize there is something morally wrong with this. Yeah. You know? And that's what it means safely going rare. Why would it be rare? Why would it be rare? Yeah. It should. Unless there's something wrong with it. It should. Yeah? I, I agree. So but, I, but, but I think that's that totally mean, reasonable. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But that doesn't that. mean that I'm not 
you know, right choice. Right, right, right. Of course. You know? Yeah, of course. I just wanted to say that before yeah. anybody starts saying, like, oh, you know, she thinks it's okay to just kill every baby. I, I don't. Right, you of know? course. No, no. And you're, again, you're saying a very reasonable, nuanced argument, which I think is like, again, I have the, the, the type of people, especially on the pro-choice side that I have the most respect for are people like that. Like you concede, okay, there is something morally wrong with it, but it's, it's like necessary. And it, it, maybe it's a good thing that women have that right. <clears throat> I hope that I'm not mischaracterizing. No, you. no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this was, like we said, amazing. This was fantastic. So let's pick up next time on part two. Um, and until then, you can always email us your thoughts. Um, tell us your thoughts. And uh, e- our email is thesteelmanpod at gmail.com if you want to email us. We, at some point, are definitely going to get up social media s- set up and stuff like that. So you guys can, you know, interact with us there. But for now, we'll see you next time. Faith, any sign-offs? Angela, are you still going to get that abortion? Oh my god. I'm just kidding. Oh, OMG. Okay. All right. So until next time, guys, we'll see you later. Bye.